listen to me. The guy was holding me. I played on defense. The referee didn't make throw the flag. And I made all these excuses. And he looked at me and he said, son, an excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. You know, and I just looked at him and I'm like, what is Socrates talking about? Right. <laughs> I'm gonna play football. This guy's teaching me philosophy. And he said it again. An excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. He said, don't make excuses, make plays. And that was literally one of those life lessons where you look at it and you go, life is hard. Life is going to throw challenges at you. Life is going to bring obstacles. But what we can't do is make excuses for how we respond. So we have to go over, under, or through whatever obstacle is going to come. But I want you to keep pressing forward. And it's really going to be determined on what you believe about you, who you have surrounding you, and who you have supporting and believing in you in your journey. I'm Doug Bobst personal trainer, best-selling author, and entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help others become the best version of themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to the Adversity Advantage podcast, where we will help you use obstacles, failures, and setbacks to give you that edge needed for success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life on how they overcame trials and turned them into triumphs. So please sit back, relax, and get ready to be absolutely blown away by some of the wisdom and stories you're about to hear. Welcome back to another episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bobst, and today's guest is none other than Ramsey personality, Chris Hogan. Chris is a two-time number one national best-selling author, financial expert, and host of The Chris Hogan Show. For more than a decade, Hogan has served at Ramsey Solutions, equipping and challenging people to take control of their money and reach their financial goals. His second book, Everyday Millionaires, How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth, and How You Can Too is based on the largest study of millionaires ever conducted. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sure, absolutely. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, so I want, you know, there, so many people know you, obviously, for being such a, you know, highly sought after motivational speaker on leadership, finances, family, and everything you do with Dave Ramsey. But I think people would love to know where your passion um, for helping others comes from and from what I know about you it comes a lot from like the way you grew up and in your childhood so you know take us back a little bit in your childhood I knew you grew up playing football I knew you had some dreams of being an FBI agent I know like you kind of grew up in a broken home like what did that look like and how did that inspire you to be who you are today well you know it is definitely all about my upbringing I had an incredible family unit uh starting with my obviously my mother but then my grandfather and grandmother and uh, my aunts and uncles and so it was uh it was a great childhood a uh, lot of people, a lot of love, uh, a lot of competition. Mm. Uh, family is very competitive uh, in good ways, uh, whether we were playing cards or out in the yard playing football. I mean, it was just that kind of dynamic. And so, you know, my mom was a single mom and uh, for my brother and I. And so that obviously gave me a lot of life lessons, uh, a lot of insight into love and concern, uh, but also how you take care of each other. And I think that's where I learned it was from my family. My grandparents were obviously uh, very active in their community, but also very kind and loving. Uh, I can remember from a young age, my uncles coming home for the holidays from college, and they would always bring friends with them. Mm. Uh, people were always welcome. And so I think my heart for people really started there. Yeah, and it's so interesting you, you say that. And I think like, I know you had so many people in your family that showed you all this unconditional love. And obviously, you know, growing up with, with your mom, raising you and your family was something that was very admirable, I'm sure, for you to look at. And I know, you know, when I heard you speak at Rise Business, I know that you're an incredible father, and I know you take great pride in looking after your kids. 
do you think that that came from kind of watching, you know, come from your, you know, your dad not being too involved in your life and you kind of looked at that and were like, you know what, I'm going to do things differently. He's taught me a lot of things about what I don't want to do when I have kids. Uh You know what, you, you, you hit on something there. I think there are all kinds of people in the world you can learn from. Mm. Uh, We learn from family, we learn from friends, we learn from colleagues, and we can learn things we absolutely want to do, but we can also learn some things we absolutely don't want to do. And I think both of those have the opportunity to become knowledge, right? Uh, But more importantly, wisdom. You see, information without application is just information. Information that gets applied has an opportunity to become wisdom. And I think that's, I I got a lot of insight in that uh, from, you know, the strong male role model of my grandfather uh, and my uncles uh, being around them. But also I had incredible coaches throughout my life as well, teachers and coaches, uh, male and female, uh, that really saw a lot in in this little country boy that maybe I saw for myself. Yeah, and I I think it's so... It's, it's really funny, I think, how things turn out. And sometimes our biggest, you know, setbacks become our biggest blessings and we learn the most. I mean, I grew up um, in a divorce home and I, I learned a lot about what I didn't want to do. And I think, I think so many times in life that we focus on all the bad things that it taught us that it, we don't get past it. And when we are able to change our perspective, change our mindset and look at what, it, what positive things it brought us, the joy or the lessons and even gratitude, we're able to kind of change, our heart changes, would you agree? I completely agree. I think that's one of the things we're seeing in our country right now. Yes. Uh, as we look at this, and it's it's all a matter of heart issues. Um, and, you know, when you look in your heart and you decide and figure out what it is you feel and how you feel that way, uh, then you can begin, then and only then can you begin to really grow. Uh, you won't grow because someone told you. You won't grow just because of something you've seen. That's mm. an internal decision that people have to make. But the beauty of this is, Doug, is that it's not a one-time decision. I think it's a daily decision that we have to make and how we're going to view ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, but also how we view others. Yeah, you're, you're so right on so many levels. I know right now, obviously, during our country, you're right. Like There's a lot of love issues, a lot of heart issues like, going on. And you know we're not coming together, not gaining understanding for other people's situations. And the one thing I know that you're extremely passionate about and very skilled at is servant leadership. And right now during our country, it just seems that servant leadership now more than ever is so important, whether it's in companies and on mm-hmm. out on in, in, the, in the stores, wherever you're like, people are going, like, why, why do you think servant leadership right now could really be something that could change the dynamic of our country and like helping people just kind of come together and looking out for each other? Well, it really boils down to what's the focus. Mm. You know, I, 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 was, I came up in the corporate mainstream banking industry, right, where it, it was really like a triangle. Mm. Uh, and so everybody at the bottom did things because it was all about the person at the top. Well, servant leadership literally turns that triangle on its head. Mm. And now it becomes about the people at the top are making it all about the people, right, the other way. And so what I think that does in a country uh, what it does is it, it causes leaders to step outside of their role and step outside of their title and really allows them to start to look at people for what they are. And it's people. And one of the things I know that behind every face that I meet as I travel across the country and speak, I know each and every person I meet represents a family. They've got people that they love and that they care about and that they're trying to take care of. So I'm trying to help them be the best they can be so they can do what they want and need to do for the people that they love the most. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I think there's so many times right now people are even like wandering 
you know, what to do, even, you know, outside of our current situation, just in general, like, how can I be a better leader? How can I be a better person? And it comes down to just serving and helping other people and like, not, you know, judging somebody based on the way they look and not just looking down on somebody because they make less money. And I remember one thing that I know has really helped you is, is working obviously with Dave Ramsey. And I remember to you, I remember you telling the story of Dave, like unlock, he was unloading like some sort of truck. I think, you know, it was like, um, it, the email said something along the lines of, you know, every man needs to be there to unload the truck. And like you had just started working there and I, I might be butchering this, but I, I think you get the point. And then, you know, there was a guy there and he was like, why is Dave here? And he's like, didn't you get the, me- didn't you get the memo? Like every man needs to be here. Oh. So talk, um, so many people who are listening to this are probably like k- trying to connect the dots on how you and Dave met. How did you become like part of his culture and like meet him? And then what has he taught you um, in the 15 or plus years you've worked there? Yeah, well, you know, it was a it was an incredible opportunity to meet Dave. Uh, the short story is it was through a charity function. Mm. And through that, I got an opportunity to go meet with him and sit in on the show. I wasn't on the show, just in with him, but we mm. got a chance to have a conversation. Uh, and I got a really chance to see his heart and hear his heart, not just on air, but for the things that he was doing off air for people. Uh, one lady had called in and her husband had just been killed uh, overseas, uh, military. Mm. And it was, uh, it was heartbreaking. Uh, you could feel the, 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 the weight of this situation on the, in the room. And Dave was walking her through some things and talking with her and really genuinely caring for her. Uh, but when we went to commercial break, I got a chance to see him go a lot deeper and mm-hmm. getting her connected and caring about this woman and her family and the pain that she was in. And so that was just amazing and eye-opening. And so through that, we were able to strike up a friendship. Uh, we met a few times talking about money and the industry and just really got connected. And uh, that's when he offered me the opportunity to come join the team, uh, which was amazing. And it was a blessing in disguise, to be honest, uh, and a breath of fresh air to come over and really care about people to try to help them, not just sell stuff to them. Uh, but what I've learned from being around Dave and being with this company is that things are possible. Mm. You know, when you get like-minded people focused on a mission, who have a heart to do their job and do their job well, uh, it's a big deal. Dave will tell us oftentimes we exist for people that aren't here. And so what that means is, is the mindset of what we do, whether it's a coder typing code or, or a marketer working on a marketing piece, we're doing everything in the vein of trying to help others. Yeah. And I, I just from listening to, to you and your books and Dave's books and just obviously watching his show and like watching him speak, I just know he practices, you know, what he preached and, and it's just amazing to kind of see how that really makes a company run so smoothly and efficiently because you all do share the same vision, the same values of helping other people. And I know one of the big things is, is inner circle with you guys, who you spend time with. And I know like one of the big quotes is surround yourself with thoroughbreds and not donkeys, right? <laughs> and everybody kind of chuckles when they hear that because they kind of have to, A, if they're not familiar with horses, look up what a thoroughbred is and then no, kind of be like, no. you know, what's that mean? So what has, why do you think it's so important, you know, in the company you keep, who you surround yourself with when it comes to success, positive mindset and what you're doing in life? Well, I think it just, it's a bottom line of, you know, you, you become and think like the people that you hang around with. 
And so you need to be mindful of that. And that doesn't mean that you can't hang around a friend that might tend to be a little bit more negative, uh, but you need to be careful that you don't catch that, right? I think a negative outlook and a negative attitude is like a cold. Mm. Right? You can catch a cold. You can catch a negative attitude. But if you're around people that are trying to go somewhere that are really intentional, right, they read, uh, they have conversations, they have tough conversations and talk about things that maybe make them uncomfortable, but you're growing together. I think all of that has an impact on how we view life. You know, you can either do life or have life done to you. And I think it's about making that proactive decision. Yeah, and I, you're 100% right. And I think the one of the things I always tell people, whether it's people I'm coaching or when I'm speaking is like, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Like, because I mean, I was, I was a drug addict for a good bit of my life. And when I was hanging around only people who did drugs and sold drugs and in that party scene, that was what was normal to me. And it created this false sense of like what reality was. And it wasn't until I stepped outside of that, that I realized like, wow, like not everyone's like this. As a matter of fact, most aren't like, you know, passionate about the amount of drugs they are doing on a daily basis. So I totally relate to what you said. And I know that not just the people I've surrounded myself with, but personal development yeah. has been something that has saved me because, you know, I think when we're the smartest person in the room, it's time to get in a smarter room with other people, right? <laughs> and I like that, Doug. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I applaud you for growing yourself. I applaud you for acknowledging where you were and going, you know what? Change is available. Mm. And that took active work on your behalf to be willing to do that, but then to also consistently pursue it. You know, I, I tell people, you know, I, I, we can glance back, but we got to focus forward, right? And glancing back, it's good to know what we've come from and the battles we've come through, but we got to focus forward. We've got more ahead of us than that's ever behind us. And so what you've demonstrated is, and I try to get people to realize, we can make changes. Where you are right now doesn't have to be where you end up unless you stop. Right. You have an idea. We've got the. We live in the greatest country on the planet. And I don't care what anyone says, because we have opportunities here. Mm. Right. We can make a decision and start trying in the same minute. We don't need a permission slip and we don't need anyone's stamp of approval. What we need is a dream and the willingness to give the effort to chase it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like you, we have choices every single day on how we're going to respond. And for, for a long time, and um, I was playing the victim and I was saying, blaming everybody else, blaming this. And while I'm not saying that they didn't have a hand in some of my downfall, it didn't get me anywhere because then I relinquished control and, and was like, you know what? I'm pushing responsibility away from myself onto somebody else. Like it's no longer going to be my job to fix it. And then it just became this downward spiral of, yeah. of, of more misery and more depression because I just wasn't looking myself in the mirror and be like, you know what? I'm, I might be part of the problem, but I'm also part of the solution. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and so, you know, somebody might look at you, right. You obviously, you know, multiple best-selling author, you've got an amazing show, you've got this great family, you're working for an amazing organization and think that you don't have problems. And what we all know is that it doesn't matter how successful you are, problems still come. I know one of the biggest things that was um, a part of adversity for you was, you know, having a son that ended up being born with special needs, right? Yeah. What did talk about that for a minute and how has raising a son with special needs impacted your ability to have even more empathy and understanding for others. We will get you back to this episode of the Adversity Advantage in just one second, but first wanted to give a quick shout out to Danette May and Earth Echo Foods. Danette was a past guest on the podcast and shared her incredible story and how it inspired her to create her products such as Cacao Bliss, which I take every day either in my coffee or in a smoothie. 
It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then it's blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it is friendly to keto, gluten-free, paleo, vegan, and vegetarian diets. So go to earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Again, earthechofoods.com forward slash Doug Bobst. Check it out for yourself and learn more about the amazing benefits of Cacao Bliss. And when you enter in the promo code Doug at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Now back to the show. Well, I can tell you, you know, when my youngest son was diagnosed at age two with this rare genetic disorder, it was, it was gut-wrenching. Mm. Uh, it was heartbreaking. Uh, it was extremely difficult and painful uh, to, to begin to walk through, to acknowledge this, but then try to figure out what do you do? And I can tell you, I didn't handle it well mm. the first year and a half. Um, I isolated. I didn't talk. I didn't reach out and get guidance on this like I should have. Uh, and so you, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. You look back and you, you, you can acknowledge what you did well, but also what you did wrong. And so for me, I think understanding and learning in that about that disease and about other people with special needs, what it did was it gave me awareness. And when you have awareness, you can begin to now make a decision. And your heart, your compassion. Uh, you know, now as I bump into a child with special needs, I spend time to talk with them and interact with them because I know what that parent feels. I know what it's like to be in the dark and not know really what's going on with your child, but also asking why, right? And, and so that's a tough spot. But in the middle of these tough spots in life, we have an opportunity to do a few things. We can sit still, we can run and hide, or we can run toward it and embrace it and grow. And I think that's the best choice to make uh, for people that are going through anything. As you said, life brings tough times. It's all a matter of how we respond to it. And so life is also not meant to be done alone. And so for the men out there, and Doug, I know you are aware of this, you, we can isolate. And isolation is one of the most dangerous things out there because what it does is it leaves you to yourself. You don't have anyone speaking fresh ideas or positive things in your life, and that can lead to a downward spiral. So to anyone that's watching this or listening to this, you know, this 2020 has been a tough year so far. We've had curveballs and gut punches thrown at all of us. And so I want to encourage people out there, if you are struggling with something or you got something that you feel just down more than normal, I want you to do me a favor and reach out and have a conversation with someone. Uh, talk to someone about how you're feeling. Uh, get some input in what you can do to begin to help yourself on a daily basis. But don't do this life stuff alone. It's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, Chris, you you really just said some amazing things there the last you know few moments. And I think you know isolating is is bad for anyone, and especially us as men, we mm. tend to do that. And I appreciate you opening up and sharing and being vulnerable about your son and how, and a, how you responded, because I think it's, it's one thing to, to kind of talk about that. It's another thing to be like, you know what, like here I am in the public figure as being somebody who talks about mindset and leadership and I didn't handle the situation well. So I know it takes vulnerability as you know, to, to share that. And I also think that, you know, we have gone through a lot this year. There's a lot of turmoil right now in the country. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress and now more than ever, we need to come together and, and stay connected to, to people and gain understanding and love. Because here's the deal. One thing I always see with people 
with adversity is they, they tend to take this golf ball size problem sometimes and it becomes this bowling ball based on the way they react and respond to it. You know, they turn to drugs and alcohol, they self-sabotage, they shame themselves. They, you know, watch the news like 24 seven. And some of the things that I've always told people is to kind of, at least now is like, you know, limiting your media exposure, making sure you're exercising, um, you know, trying to eat, you know, as much, as much as you can healthily. And then just working on yourself and, and staying positive with like-minded people. How has like, like, how are you dealing with everything going on right now in the world? Like, what are some things that you're doing to keep yourself, you know, mentally stable as well as like just taking care of your own self, like during this trying time? Yeah, I think it, you're, you've hit the nail on the head. You know, with all the things, the turmoil that we have going on in the country right now, it's important for us to do a few things. And I, for me, one of my, one of my mantras is to control the controllables, mm. right? If I can control it, and that's essentially boils down to the serenity prayer, right? I'm controlling the controllables. So I'm aware of what I control. I'm aware of what I can't. And I'm not confused. I don't spend time on things that I can't control. And so my faith, my attitude, my outlook, and my actions, those are four things that I can control. And so I'm very clear on that. Also, I'm surrounding myself with people that have been through some stuff too. You know, they're real, they're upfront, they're honest, and uh, they're willing to share about their lives as well. Yeah. And, and I think just even like the, the support groups, just in times like this, and like, you know, whether they're friends, whether they're just colleagues or just random people is so it's, it's extremely powerful because now you're, you, you feel like you're not alone. That's one of the things that's, that's, that's hardest. I think about going through adversity, going through stress, going through trying times as you feel that you're the only person who feel, feels that way or thinks that way. And then when you start raising your hand and saying, you know what, like I'm struggling, you get that me too, me too. I'm here with you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to love you through it. And we're going to get through this together. Right. And I think that's one of the problems now with, with even like the, the pandemic, especially right before, you know, like a couple months ago was that everyone's like kind of unsure of what to do. They don't know how to deal with the isolation and trying to, to, to kind of like readjust to this new norm of being online more and you know not being able to, to be like in contact with people like they used to. Right. How has your business shifted um, since since you know the pandemic and being home more like are you doing more speaking like online like how is ramsey and what you're doing with them like kind of turned well um, in a positive way us being involved in the media obviously it it ramped up a lot Um, right talking about money and business things you know my publicist had me very busy uh but we were reaching out trying to give people information that they needed that could help but our business has pivoted you know, I travel across the country speaking at events and conferences. And so those things have been shut down for now. And so that required a pivot, right? Which means now I'm doing more via webinars. Uh, and people have an opportunity for me to bring me into their company and do trainings or, or seminars with them. But we're doing it via webinar right now until things get back to normal. And so that's one of those things where it's the adapt and overcome right? And it gets back to the controllables versus non-controllables. And so that's something I could control. And so I want to encourage people out there that are business owners or that have had to change or pivot how they're doing business that, listen, I want you to focus on solutions. As you said earlier, Doug, you look at yourself and you realize I'm part of the problem, but I'm also part of the solution. I want us to focus our energy on solutions, on the things that we can control and how to go about that. And, you know, you mentioned something with isolation, We use technology so much in the business industry that for me, I think it was an awakening to be able to use technology to stay connected with people. 
whether I was FaceTiming or Skyping with friends or family. And it really allowed me to spend that downtime really checking in on people, seeing how they're doing. And it's amazing. When you take the focus off of yourself, you're really a much more benefit to other people because you're looking for ways to serve and encourage them uh, as they walk through life. Yeah. And I think, you know, I love like hearing your perspective on that because I think, you know, people, they think automatically that just because you're, you know, in a good spot financially, or you're working for a good company that automatically like during a time like this, everything's going to be just fine, just okay. And it's not, you know, things shift, things get canceled, businesses have the pivot, you know, more money, more problems. Right. So it's like having the, like really like take control. Like you said, of controllables, what can I control? I can control the, the story and the message I'm putting out there to my audience and to my friends, to my family about how to get through this time in a positive way. I can control how I'm taking care of myself at home. I can control who I'm spending time with and the things you can't, you can't control when, you know, things are going to open back up. You can't control when businesses are going to start having live events again. You can't control, you know, who's going to book you to, to speak for your next speaking engagement, you know, when this all settles down. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask is like, so you've, you've gotten through a lot in your life. It seems, it seems like you've, you've made a lot of transitions from it being the young boy who wanted to be an FBI agent and then going through, you know, being an all American college football player and, you know, going into the banking industry and then meeting Dave, what's like one thing you look back and maybe you're just not proud of, but you've forgiven yourself for that has led to an opportunity of growth for you. Well, I think that that has happened more times than not, right? Right. Uh, because how we handle things or how we respond to things, uh, in hindsight, you can always see it much more clear. Mm. And, you know, I, I think, you know, dealing with my son's diagnosis, that was one I'm not proud of. You know, I didn't handle that well. I wish I could go back and grab me and, and, and guide me a, a little bit better. Uh, but that was tough. That was a dark spot. That's a spot that hits you close to your heart. And I think as you look at this, what you do, as you said, you do have to forgive yourself. You do have to say, let me move forward or let me talk with people that are walking through tough times to kind of give them some guidance. Uh, it's about reminders. I think we get a lot of lessons poured inside of us. It's just a matter of where we learn to access it and learn to really implement, right? That accessing and implementing is really where the rubber meets the road. But I think it's important. None of us are perfect. Uh, mm. But we are perfectly capable of improvement. I'll say that again. None of us are perfect, but we are perfectly capable of improvement. So I think the most important thing is to identify those areas that you want to improve and need to improve and begin to do something about that. You know, begin to have conversations, talk to people that are doing it better than you, or, or, or talk to people that have some wisdom and get that guidance and that input. Uh, again, life is not meant to be done alone. So when you get those people speaking into your life, you give yourself an opportunity to grow. But you do have to forgive yourself. Doesn't mean you have to forget, but you do have to forgive yourself so you can grow forward. Mm. Yeah, I mean, forgiveness, I believe, is the key to peace. Mm. Um, and I think so many people get caught up in trying to forgive other people. They forget to forgive themselves. And they forget that, you know, I might not be proud or I might not be happy or I might not be like, the greatest like, way of handling whatever I went through, but I forgive myself and I'm going to move forward and take the lessons from it, take the blessings and become a better version of myself. Right. And I think it all comes down to two, like who you're surrounding yourself with. It comes back to the inner circle because you know, if you're not hanging out with people that support you and that are like there, they'd be like, you know what? Like I get you. I understand. Like, 
you're going to get through this and there are people that are just continuing to bring you down. Yes. It'll bring you even further down. And one of the things that is part of my story that's very unique is, is this, this notion of unsung heroes, unsung mentors in my life where I had my cellmate when I was incarcerated who helped me get, help me find fitness and get into exercise. And it changed my life. It ended up getting me into working out. It ended up inspiring me to beat addiction, losing weight and then becoming a trainer and then taking this, you know, wild ride to where I am now hosting this podcast. And I know you've had some unexpected mentors in your life as well. I mean, it's kind of easy from the surface level to be like, yeah, I'm sure Dave Ramsey has been a great mentor. I'm sure others in the Ramsey organization have been obviously very supportive and challenge you. But I know you had a couple that were when you were younger that really like, you know, were there for you and supported you and lifted you up in a big way. Talk about them and like how they helped you. Well, I, you know, you're right. There are always people that, uh, make an incredible impact on your life. And, you know, one of them for me, beginning really early age is my grandmother. Mm. Uh, she was uh, an amazing woman uh, that not only would listen, but would care, but share wisdom. And so she had this amazing spirit about her uh, and loved people. Uh, but she also gave lessons and she would talk and she would teach. And, you know, so she really helped to mold my framework for just my thought process and what I thought was possible for me which was amazing. Uh, another one, I've had many coaches uh, that had an incredible impact, but you know, my, my head coach in football, Kevin Donnelly, uh, or Ernie Horning was my defensive coordinator in college. And uh, he, he was a character. Um, you know, initially when I met him, I thought he was like 147 years old. Uh, that would make him biblical, so he wasn't that old, but he was just this old crotchety man. <laughs> he, seriously, just, just hardcore. And I realized what he was doing. He was helping to grow young men into men, and he wanted us to understand what we thought would impact how we acted. And so just the thought process and the constantly pushing us, and I'll never forget, I missed the tackle one time, and he called me over and he goes, Hogan, why'd you miss that tackle? I said, coach, listen to me. The guy was holding me. I played on defense. The referee didn't make throw the flag, and I made all these excuses. And he looked at me, and he said, son, an excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. You know, and I just looked at him and I'm like, what is Socrates talking about, right? <laughs> I'm going to play football. This guy's teaching me philosophy. And he said it again. An excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. He said, don't make excuses, make plays. And that was literally one of those life lessons where you look at it and you go, life is hard. Mm. Life is going to throw challenges at you. Life is going to bring obstacles. But what we can't do is make excuses for how we respond. So we have to go over, under, or through whatever obstacle is going to come. But I want you to keep pressing forward. And it's really going to be determined on what you believe about you, who you have surrounding you, and who you have supporting and believing in you in your journey. That's amazing advice. And I think that quote, I remember you saying that quote, actually, when you spoke um, at the conference. And I think it's an awesome place to, to, to leave, um, too. Because, I mean, that right there, that advice you just said, Say that one more time. An excuse is a lie wrapped with reason. Excuse is the skin of a lie wrapped with a reason. Don't make excuses. Make plays. Yeah, don't make excuses. Make plays. Take action, right, no. to kind of get through tough times. So, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find out more about you? I know you're at Chris Hogan 360 all over social media, right? And your books are all available on Amazon. That's um, right. Am I right? Yes, Doug, it's been an absolute pleasure to be with you. Uh, people can learn more by going to chrishogan360.com. There's information on there about the Chris Hogan Show, uh, as well as all the books and blogs and things that I do. Yeah, and you guys are going to definitely want to go check him out because he is a leading expert, not only in just we kind of got into the mindset and the motivational stuff with him today, but leadership, 
um, money and just being a good family man and a good guy. And I think we need more people um, to look up to and to learn from like Chris, who have been through some tough times and have been able to use those tough times to become a better version of himself. So you're going to want to go in and, and, you know, listen to this a few times, get Chris's books, you know, reach out to him, reach out to myself. And of course, if you really enjoyed this episode, just leave us a review and we would love to hear from you. And um, once again, um, you're listening to this week's episode of the Adversity Advantage. I'm your host, Doug Bopes, and we will see you next time.